All right, Coach. Hey, thanks for joining me today on this Simple Coach Coach interview. Great to see you. I have a question for you right out of the gate. Did you finish your deck? I did, and it looks nice. great. Wow. How about yours? Mine is all done but the railings because, I, of course, I'm not so simple. I'm putting wire like railings across. And so I have to order them, and I like forget it. I just don't want to do it in the cold. So yes, it's there, just not the railings. Yeah, um, we got lucky. We uh, we did the treks. We spent you know a little bit to uh-huh. get that done, but we also got um, the concrete poured next to the deck too, which we didn't think was going to happen until spring. So we uh-huh. overachieved. We got it done, and wow. we're excited for when the weather breaks. Um, yeah, you know this interview's done. I, I just feel shamed <laughs> now. <laughs> like. I still have a pile of junk out back. I, my patios aren't done. Anyhow, it's going to be a few years. We'll be talking about this. You'll be retiring. I'll be like, I just finished. You know. <laughs> um, hey, also, I don't know what, what you're trying to do. Um, I mean, between the hat, this hat, the scarf, um, golf tees and chips. I mean... Are you trying to get me to like you? I, I because and John Carroll and cheer you guys on because let me tell you something, it's working. Like I'm, you know, just little by little, you know, yeah. just putting that that olive branch out there, you know, and and trying to uh, recruit you just a little bit to our side, not fully. I know you're a Mount guy, and yeah. and, and right, you got to re- uh, um, cheer for them and support them rightfully so, but hoping to get a little I'm, more John Carroll love, you know. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You got, you're succeeding very well. Like I'm. Hey, I'm wearing the hat. You know, like who put it in the thunk it? I I'm totally gonna get hate email now. Like it's just a guarantee. <laughs> I'm gonna be like my buddies are gonna be like, what are you doing, man? Like this is you got to stop. Um, no, but thank you. That was so kind of you. I mean, um, I was talking to the coach of augsburg yesterday and i get all these scarves so i gotta i'm figuring out a way to hang them so yours will be prominent um again like i said sometimes football season rolls around it might burn my eyes a little bit but um that's okay that's okay you're a good guy so you know I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll, i'll do it for you um hey so anyhow thanks a lot hey let me just come out of the gate and ask you how do you think your season went like if somebody's asking you, you're thinking about 2022 and everything you've dealt with and wins, losses, all that kind of stuff. Like, how, how do you think it went? I, I think it went very well, truly. Um, anytime you come off of a run of the Sweet 16, uh, that many seniors, kind of two senior classes combined because of COVID and you have that much turnover in your roster. Uh, we had lost 27 members of the team from the year prior to this year. Wow. Um, and you add all the new players that come in and the guys who were there probably are in a little different roles in terms of leadership and positions and stuff like that. Uh, I think they did very well. I I was really proud of them. I think the mentality has changed. I I don't think they're very happy with the season. Uh, I kind of had to remind them in our year end of all the things they accomplished um, because I think they're at the point now where they have very realistic high goals that they're working for every day. Um, I'm, I'm proud that they want more and they're not satisfied, but they also need to be proud of their accomplishments. And that's something I'm trying to remind them of. But truthfully, uh, I knew it was going to be a tough year in terms of transition. I wasn't concerned about the talent. I knew we had that. 
but that's a lot of guys to lose and a lot of guys to add and making that work and mesh and um, on top of it, playing a new system that we had never played in my 21 years. We had to introduce mm -hmm. that from and build it from the ground up. Uh, but we were confident in, in the boys and, and their talent, and we knew they had it in them. So if I'm being honest with you, I think we're way farther ahead than I than I probably originally anticip anticipated or thought we would be um, based on just all the criteria I just listed, the, the variables mm -hmm. in the equation. Did you, I mean, were you expecting, I don't want to say a down year, because down year for you guys is, is you know, every, some other program's success, right? Like, what, did you, were you expecting somewhat of a down year because of last year? I mean, tw I know you guys carry a big roster, so mm -hmm. 27 isn't your entire roster. Um, so, but were you expecting it to be a lot tougher than it turned out to be? I was not expecting a down year. I was expecting a much larger learning cur curve mm -hmm. and just thought it would take a lot longer for things to click, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. And yeah. it's a credit to the players. I think they, they knew the task in front of them. I think they knew there was a, a pretty new team and that they had to really buy into the learning aspect of it, especially when you're installing a, a new system like that. And they, they truly passed with fl flying colors. So, um, I think, like I said, we're very ahead of, of where where I thought we would be. You know, you know, getting towards the end of that year and and that kind of turnover, and the future is very bright. You know, we were a very young squad last year. I I think I'm probably gonna mess this up. This is on memory. I think we started when everyone was healthy, two freshmen, eight sophomores, and one fifth year something or one senior something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, so again, just on paper, that's pretty young. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think. Uh, the guys did really well. Future is bright, and, and they're very excited to get back on the field. Um, so your fifth year is gone. So does that mean theoretically you could have ten, you know, eight juniors and two sophomores if everything stays the same? On yeah. Your starting. Wow. Yeah, I think that yeah. that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was looking at our roster the other day as I. I'm getting prepared here for spring stuff and fall mm -hmm. and what have you. And if I remember correctly, I think we only have three seniors on the roster next year too. So it's, like I said, it's a pretty young, pretty young team. Wow. Wow. Then flying colors to you guys. Like I had no yeah, idea. I, I shouldn't have looked at the roster, but you know, I just, it goes over my head sometimes. And when I look at, I'm better looking at a schedule. And I, I mean, knowing that how young you were coming off of that big impactful team you had in 2021. I mean, that's really impressive to get to the second round of the NCAAs and um, that, that's pretty remarkable. So yeah, the, um, the other thing I would say too, is I'm not naive to the fact in 2021, we were probably the veteran team in the conference. We had a lot mm -hmm. of fifth years and se regular yeah. seniors and things like that. And I think it kind of flipped on us. I think last year, we went from the veteran team to like one of the youngest teams. Youngest, you know, I yeah. think Capital's probably in that equ equation with us. Capital was really young, young last year and very, very good in my opinion. I think Capital is a dark horse in our conference, one hundred percent, and a dark horse in a positive way. I think they're yeah, always yeah. They're always very good. Allen's a great coach, but um, last year the conference seemed to be very veteran. I feel like every time we went to the scouting report, this team had five senior starters and seven senior starters and six senior starters and and you looked at ours and I was like, man, we are the young pups on, on, yeah, in yeah. the conference right now. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things move forward here in the next year or two as 
the COVID stuff kind of dies out in terms of the extra eligibility and things kind of go back to normal. Good, good, normal, right? That's what I think is starting to happen, right? Like it's just not weed out. That's a terrible word, but you're starting to funnel out the guys who had the extra year and all this kind of the funkiness from COVID. So, um, all right, so I have to ask because you brought it up, not me, and I would love to ask you, say, hey, so this new system you've implemented, what is it? Um, I'm not sure you're going to want to answer that question, which is fine, but I, I'll ask I'll ask if, like, what compelled you to make changes to a system that you'd seen a lot of success at, over the last 21 years from? Sure. I First and foremost, I'm always looking for a way to get better in every facet of the program, no matter how successful it is. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, it's not broke. Don't fix it guy all the time. Like, obviously some stuff does work and, um, and what have you, but we're always experimenting to see what we can do. And it kind of goes back to a comment I made in our first interview. I always look to build a formation based on, are you playing with a three back? Or are you playing with the four back? And I kind of go from there. Right. And we just really felt as a coaching staff, we had some pretty special talent uh, that were primarily center backs that, you know, mm-hmm. we could have transitioned them in a little a little more into outside backs. But I think that was the first trigger that we mm-hmm. felt five, six, seven deep at that position of guys who could play. And, and we were happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, well, what does the midfield and um, forward situation look like now? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not giving away state secrets, like you said, but I, I don't think <laughs> I even am if I say it because, I think if you ask me what system we play, I would give you one answer. I think if you ask our assistant coach, he would give you another answer and so on, so on and so forth. And the reason why that is, is once they get on the field, there really is no formation. They just kind of understand where to go, when to go, how to cover. Um, obviously, our defensive principles and concepts are pretty straightforward. I, yeah. I, I hate using the word micromanage, but we do micromanage that. But mm-hmm. offensively, they kind of have the freedom to go do what they do. And I think that's, again, a credit to the players that they're that, that, that talented and have yeah. that high of a soccer IQ. So when you look at it on a whiteboard, it's going to look one way. But the reality is no matter what numbers I tell you after the three, everyone mm-hmm. on my, my program will probably give you a different answer as to what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's more about they understand what they have to do and they have the freedom offensively to move where they need to move to make it work. That's huge. And. Like I mentioned, I talked to the Augsburg coach yesterday and we were talking about that very thing. And there's something to be said about allowing players, you give them the rules of the road and just say, hey, when you're out there, this is the sort of thing you have to be looking at. And then they get to make the decisions based on how the play develops rather than being barked at from the sideline. And you you see talented teams that... um, if they give that freedom to the players, they manage to figure it out, right? Like they figure out what they got to do, how the game is. Other teams are so tied into the way they play that you can see them looking over to the sideline. You know, what do we, when it's not working, like, what do we do? What do we do? Like, cause they don't have that freedom and that freedom of thought on the field. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, right? Like, like I said, ideally you just sit on the sidelines and be like, I've done everything I can. It's up to them now, right? So, yeah. And the cool thing in the progression of that is as there's more film out there and you get deeper in the season, whether it's October in the OAC or the national tournament, um, teams start trying to game plan to take away certain things within it. And the thing I just really liked about what we had and, and hopefully we'll use going forward is that 
you can pick and choose what you want to do, but we have an answer for it. Now, can we, yeah. can we execute it? And are, are we good enough on the day to get it done? That's, that's always uh, a question that needs to be answered, but I think they have the solutions in the toolbox to, to do mm -hmm. that. And um, I think that's a very exciting thing for the guy thing for the guys. Cause I think they saw as we progress through the formation uh, that they have a lot of flexibility and, and autonomy, you know, to do what they got to do. And truthfully, what I told them in our end of the year meeting was, if we're looking at a hundred percent timeline, you know, zero to hundred, I think we're only 60, 70% of the way there of the, of the possibilities within it, which again, I think is a, a higher number than I thought we would have been yeah. when, once we got to November. So uh, the sky's the limit for these guys. They're there. I think they know that. And it's a, it's a very exciting time to be a blue streak. Yeah. In re relative to your other teams, that you as since you've been associated with John Carroll relative to those other teams how would you it sounds like you're really high on this group so how would you stack them versus I hate to do that like cuz different yeah. circumstances all that kind of stuff but how would you rank them based on what you know and what you're seeing and the progress they're making and all that compared to those other teams that that brought you success yeah i mean this fall i think this past fall excuse me I think it was the most talented team we've ever had in our in our school's history, and I mean that. And that is not something I came up with. That is something that was told to me by the guys who had left the program the year before. They couldn't like they knew how much talent walked out the door, and they uh -huh. couldn't believe how much talent walked in. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put Will Turretin on the spot, our three time All American. He called me up. He watches all the games. He's like, "You guys are better than we were last year." I'm like, uh -huh. I, "On talent wise, we are, but." We didn't have the experience and the yeah. um, leadership that at deal. that point yeah. that was built, right? And yeah. that's where again, guys like Will Turretin, Michael Edelman, Matt Nigro, yeah. you know, you know, veterans, they they figure out how to win games, and that was a, a challenge our group needed to sort out. Because mm -hmm. yeah, you can be as talented as you want, but if you don't know how to win yeah. or you don't understand the process, yeah. um, that doesn't mean anything. But no, I I I mean it. I I think last year's team was that most talented team in our school's history. And I think this fall has the potential to trump that as well. Wow. Wow. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty serious statement, right? Like that's, I mean, great for you guys. Um, um, I, I mean, look, this is a terrible question f to ask for of you, but like, I mean, do you, do you, is this a, is this a, like a final four team? Not, not this fall, maybe this fall, maybe when they, in that next year, next two years, do you, is that something you could like legitimately envision? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's anyone who knows anyone from our program, that's our mentality. Yeah. Yeah. As simple as that. Wow. I think the thing that's special about us here at Carroll is that we know there are so many steps that need to happen before we get there. And what I'm referencing is the Ohio Athletic Conference. It's yeah. one of the best conferences, in my opinion, in the country. Mm -hmm. It's getting better every year. And we have a lot to work to do there to get to where we want to go. So we take that very seriously before we even, you know, get our minds in terms of, you know, what's going to happen in the national yeah. tournament if we're lucky enough to be there. Um, but, no, yeah, I, I would say that. I, I feel very confident. And I think that's kind of where we're at as a program and what our goals are and what we're working towards. And yeah. the, the boys effort reflects the goal. This is not mm -hmm. just, they say it, uh, they're, they're working towards it. So 
yeah, I, I think I don't I don't view it as a bullseye or pressure. I think that's just the standard. And for us, our standard is our, our standard. And those are the, mm-hmm. the rules we want to live by. Yeah. So I watched some of my, a lot of your games uh, in the fall and I and I liked the way you played. I thought I, you're right. I think you have talent. I just don't have the historical comparison. Like, are you guys that good or that sort of thing? But um, just going back to the OAC, because I, I agree with you. I think it's probably underrated um, a, as a conference. And I watched a lot of OAC games. And I top top to bottom, I thought teams were it was it was very competitive i'll just say that yeah. team different styles different all that kind of you know meshing in so maybe give me a perspective on the oac from your standpoint and how it sort of played out and again ohio northern you know otterbein wilmington yeah again i think it was a very veteran conference this year uh battles every time you go out there right mm-hmm. again it, it doesn't matter the records when you go into an oac game um it's always going to be a battle and and we definitely respect our opponents very much and we mm-hmm. take that very seriously but you know i'll start off on the bat off the bat you know northern had a great year obviously mm-hmm. um yeah. chris is doing a great job there i think the world of him and his staff and his program they're always going to be uh, national tournament contenders and they had a, a great run to the sweet 16 and uh, I had a fantastic season you know then you have Otterbein who I think was the most underrated team in our conference yeah. they were really 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 good really talented I mean Will Isaac's a stud uh yeah Gabe Chirac I can go down the line of how, how good they are and and mm-hmm. Jason does a great job with them as well I think I mean if they, if they got in the national tournament, they would have made some noise. They're they're tough to beat. They're they're yeah. very very good. Uh, and then I can go. You know, Wilmington had a, had a great year, made it to the final. Um, teams are improving. I mentioned Capital earlier. Joe always does a great job at Marietta. You know, it's it's just a very good conference, and yeah. I think it's only getting bigger and better. I think the coaches are um, they're talented and they have great programs that are every year getting better and improving. So. It's a great situation to be in as a conference overall. A thing that we all talk about a lot is as peers is that we really do root for one another, you know, because mm-hmm. the better our conference is, the better off our program is yeah. going to be and so on and so forth. So for us, you know, again, Mount had another uh, another huge jump in, you know, the program as, as uh, Coach Krems is putting his stamp on the school and stuff like that. So it's great. It's great to see everyone on that trajectory yeah. and really building to something bigger and better to put us in that conversation as one of the top conferences in the country. I mean, I don't say this lightly and I don't, it, it, right. I mean, the the NESCAC is the NESCAC, right? Let's let, let's not put that in that cat, but there was a lot of the lot, many of the games I watched sort of had that feel where these are, it, it doesn't matter the result. The two great teams representing going at each other and just sort of like the NESCAC, like rules are thrown out the door. You're just battling to get a win. Right. And it almost felt like that again, at least in the games that I watched that and, and it was each and every game, no matter where they were, whatever the teams were. um, It was just, it just struck me as, wow, this is really has a NESCAC feel to it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for example, BW, like 
they always play us so tough. Reed is yeah. a great tactician and, and yeah. always has a good game plan for, for when yeah. they play against the, like, like I can go top to bottom and talk about every school about how I'm, yeah. I, I thought coach Bloom did a great job with musking them. I, I, yeah. I thought, you know, he had only been there for days before he yeah. started a preseason with those guys and they were competitive. I mean, it's a, it's a great situation to be in. Honestly, I'm, I'm very excited. You know, I think yeah. the conference is just moving in the right direction and I think it's a credit to the coaches and the players and, um, it's it's a very exciting time to be in the yeah. OAC for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I just shifting gears a little bit. You you had you had only you only had one tie, which was against Case, which I was Case is really good too. I I, I think um, um, uh, Coach Poe is just starting to get them into uh right into the rhythm and how he wants them to play but i was really impressed with them um and then you you went into ot against otterbein in the semifinals but but from a from the tie perspective and or excuse me for the overtime perspective do you think it was a positive not having overtimes you didn't have many of them but did, did you like the fact that there was not going to be an overtime and that it w there was time certain, right? Like 90 minutes. We got 90 minutes to prove ourselves. Right. Uh, you're right in the fact that it didn't affect us that much this past season, but I am definitely not a fan of the new setup. I, again, I, I watch all your interviews. I, I'm a, a simple coach uh, <laughs> subscription person. So I, I, oh. I you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, um, I'm rooting for John Carroll now. Forget <laughs> it. Doesn't matter. Mount who? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it goes into the the conversations you've been having with the coaches about these NCAA decisions in terms of player safety and whatever. And I'm like, okay, if you care about the overtime stuff and the extra 20 minutes that happens randomly, then why don't you give us a longer preseason uh, yeah. so we can actually yeah. ramp these players up properly and and not give them 12 days to figure it out and we throw them on a field where they have yeah. two games in three days or two games in two days. So for me, it's just very hypocritical. You know, if we want to go down the player safety route, which I'm a hundred percent in agreement with, and I'm all on board for, yeah. for player safety, then be consistent. Right. So yeah. if you want to take away the overtime moments, um, which are, again, are some of the moments that we all remember from our careers, the good yeah. and the bad, um, yeah. then, then do it in other areas. And, I know Coach Bianco down at Denison is is our our leader in in that regard of, of pushing that mm -hmm. um, agenda. And in, I don't know if you saw his his tweet where he really laid out all of the different yeah. inequities and yeah. uh, of all these things. Yeah. And it's just a very yeah. frustrating thing. So again, whether or not that was the case, I wouldn't I wouldn't like the overtime rule. But if we're going to go down that path as a, as a as the NCAA, let's be consistent with it and and yeah. properly do it then. Yeah, I'm with you there, right? Like, because realistically, the no OTs, like, how did that impact you? Well, it didn't, I mean, you saved 20 minutes, right? Like, because the, right. the Otterbein game, um, you would have gone to overtime no matter what, right? Because it was the it was a conference tournament. So you only saved your 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 guys 20 minutes. But you're still doing the daily grind, right? Like that two day yeah. grind, you know. Um, and I've I've said, yeah, same to you. Like, if that's the concern, player safety, player load, that is the concern. To me, the overtime is just sort of like a 
almost like the simplest, easiest thing to do that doesn't impact much of anything. Like if you're really concerned about that, you have to figure out a way to stretch the season. And I, and I write like less games. I don't know. Like maybe that's, that's how you do it. But then that Twitter, and maybe I'll see if I can't figure out a way to post it down below but it's excellent be excellent coach bianco's twitter feed or whatever they call those things i'm not verbose on that but i mean it outlines and you're like i i to me the one the glaring one the one that first stood out is you guys get 72 days and lacrosse gets 101 or something like some number like that and you're like we're not talking days differences. We're talking an entire month. To me, like, how is that? And and I don't, I, right? To me, I look at lacrosse and I look at soccer and it's very similar athletically, right? Like, doesn't matter. They're not kicking the ball. They're throwing, they're, you know, they got the sticks and all that stuff. But they're doing the running. They're making the contacts. They're, you know... They're playing for 90 minutes or roughly whatever it ends up being. How's that happen? I think the craziest thing that really opened my eyes, and again, there's a lot of great information yeah. in that tweet, that, that thread he made, but it essentially over four, a four-year player career gives you a whole other season that we don't have in men's and women's soccer. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you add you up the four that, years oh, overall. Totally. That was the other right. one. I'm like doing the math. Right. I'm like – you're you that they get a fifth year for all intents and purposes lacrosse and i don't mean to pick on lacrosse i'm a big fan of lacrosse but they get five seasons compared to soccer's four like right that's that to me is bonkers bonkers right Right. like you're right you're right and it boils down to you know they gave us the extra eight days of the of the spring which i will take every type of contact (laughs) i can have with our guys Uh, but the reality is it didn't cost them money um, no, and I think that's if you, it. That's it. If, 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 if there's money associated, then all of a sudden player safety is not a good idea anymore, yeah, which yeah. Is, is bogus for me. But, you know, again, yeah, the boys are excited to train 24 times. But the reality is they want to play. You know, you can only go train so much. They, they want to go yeah. compete and they want to go compete yeah. against somebody else. You know, yeah. so, if you, you know, if you would have told me, hey, can you have eight more days of training or two more games? I think every D3 Coach, player in America – is going to want to play games. two more games. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a coach who always used to say, you know, games are rewards to the work you do during the week, right? So you're training, you play a game, that's your reward for that. And it's sort of like, hey, it's hard enough just to do preseason knowing that you're a week and a half or whatever from a preseason game, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a drag psychologically. You're like, when are we just going to get to play and just sort of, check it out so to me it's like yeah in in the spring i'm like that there's a great great acknowledge like you said cost zero cost nothing for anybody the problem is is that well you should have given more games because now you're playing what 26 days and you have one game one day yeah whatever however it's defined right basically you get one game over 26 days like i'd get bored with that but frankly i'd be like are you kidding me? Like this is, it, and that's what I'm saying. I, 
D3 men's soccer players, women's soccer players, they want to compete. They want to play, compete, yeah, you know, and, yeah. uh, and, and trust me, we love coaching and, and I'm sure there's every coach in America would love to go train every day and do all these yeah. things. But the reality is the kids want to play, you know, yeah. and yeah. the one play date is, is tough. And, you know, in this region of the country, you're trying to sort out that kind of stuff in the first place, just because of weather. But, um, you know, this year we're going to play Akron, uh, Akron at Akron on, on April 1st. You know, we're trying oh, to make cool. it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're really excited that Coach Embeck, uh reached out to us for that opportunity. Our boys are really excited. But you're trying to take that one game and make it into something, something really big and powerful because you yeah. only get one, you know, and yeah. you don't want to go and just do what you would have done anyways kind of thing. So yeah. it, I'm not saying it like puts pressure on us to find something special, but you are trying to make it a marquee thing yeah. that the guys really get excited yeah. to do because they only do yeah. get one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, you don't want to scrimmage mount in the spring, you know, in the spring. Like, right. You know, that, that, that you're right. That's a great point. That's great, though. I, I hear their stadium field is just outrageous. So Very cool. Um, um, maybe I can get my grades up and sign with you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, hey, so you went sixteen five and one. You, you've you you won the OAC tournament by, like I said, beating a really good Wilmington team. I, I'm curious, you know, at the beginning of every season. I mean, do you is your goal that that the tournament final? I mean, you could right, like I, I know, and I ask this because. You know, Mount Union football um, talks about their first goal is win the OEC. Like that's that's their that's their level, right? And we're going to win the OEC. That's their level. I wonder if you have the same thing in your mind. I'm going to say something the first time in my entire life right now. I 100% agree with Mount football. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I know. This I, is recorded. Yeah. See, I, I'll, I'll branch. I, I'm trying. I'm trying here. Oh, you're trying. Yeah. Go, John Carroll. Blue yeah. streaks all the way. No, I, I think Mount football, again, they're, they're the standard, right? And in, mm -hmm. in D3 football, but that's the right mentality, in my opinion. You, you, yeah. you can't just go from A to Z. You have to take care of all the letters in between it in your process. Yeah. And for us, the OAC is a huge thing for our program, our athletic yeah. department, our boys. Um, the bright lights get on, come on, and they wanna they wanna be at that at that stage. They wanna be yeah. in the OAC tournament. They wanna be in the final. I think that is a highlight of players' careers when they get to yeah. to do that. No matter what school they're in, you always remember playing in a final for a trophy and yeah. things like that. So, no, we take that very seriously. It means a lot to us. We. Yeah. We do everything we can to make sure we're, we're, we are where we're supposed to be at that time of the year, which is hopefully in that yeah. playoff and in that final. And then, you know, the way we kind of look at it is once the national tournament comes, if we are selected as whether it be an at-large or an automatic yeah. qualifier or whatever, you know, we just want to get in. We don't care how. Um, then it's kind of a whole new season. The, the rules yeah. kind of go out the window and you, you got to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it's yeah. Win or go home, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, like, again, I just I'm talking to, to you in the context of John Carroll. So your history, your success, all that kind of it's fair to have have a higher standard. Right. Like, if, you know, Paul University, you know, like I. 
my goal might be, you know what, I want to, I want to, you know, beat one of the best teams, and I think five, five wins, right? That's that's the level, and it's a realistic one. And I, like I said, I, I think that's perfectly fine to be like tournament. And I'm sure there are teams. I'm sure the, you know, Amherst and Chicago. You know, success only means getting to that final four and competing for 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 the trophy, right? Like, and that's fair too because that's okay. Realistically, this is where we're at. Um, so even though I know trying to be like, look, it's just game by game. We got to do deliver and all that kind of stuff. But, um, okay. So for the NCAA's, you traveled to Baltimore. This is a, I love this game, by the way. Not, not I mean, I just love the storyline of the game. But you went to Baltimore. You beat Scranton, and then you had a rematch with um, Johns Hopkins of the snowball from last from two years ago. And let me just like what what were your thoughts going into that game? Because I, I was a bit I'm a Johns Hopkins I thought was stepped it up a level um in their game this 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 year. Yeah, I felt great going into the game if I'm being honest. Um mm-hmm. we had really clicked I believe in you know the semifinal of the OAC we scored two goals. The final we had four that game against uh Scranton, Scranton on Saturday night, we had three, yeah. you know, so yeah. From an offensive standpoint, we were really clicking and, and boys felt good. We were able to rest a lot of guys in the Scranton game because we get, we were able to – we were fortunate to get out early in that game and have a 3 nothing lead at halftime. Uh, so we felt great going into the game. Um, mm-hmm. I am not naive. I, I watched Johns Hopkins all year. I, I, I didn't need to scout them. I had already seen a bunch of their games. I, honestly, I, I'm a huge fan of Craig uh, oh, and William. A, yeah. I think their program is tremendous. I think they play soccer the right way. Uh, they're great competitors, all the above. So I I knew that they were a Final Four, Elite A caliber yeah. team. Uh, there was no doubt about it. I think that the the game plan was sound. I think we were prepared. I think we were rested. There was no excuses. We didn't perform, you know, and they kicked our butts. There's no other way to say it. I think the first 10, 15 minutes, we were kind of all over them, and, and I think it was working. And Craig and his staff did a great job of adjusting, and 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 him and I actually spoke about that a little bit when I saw him down at the ECNL event of some of the right. stuff that uh, we, him and I were both thinking about and, and doing in the game. But I think it came down to they won the one v one battles. You know, they won, yeah. um, they won the matchups they needed to win, and we definitely shot ourselves in the foot a couple times to give them some chances they probably didn't deserve to get. And when you give a quality team at that kind of oh. caliber chances, they're going to punish you. And they did. Yeah. And and they, they deserve to win that game 3 nothing. I'm not yeah. the um, uh, – uh, I'm forgetting what it – moral moral victory guy. I'm not yeah. that guy. You know, <laughs> I, I tell it like it is. And yeah. they, they kicked our butts. There's no other way yeah. to say it. And uh, they were a really crazy free kick and then a, a penalty kick away from going to the Final Four. And, and Four. that's yeah. – I really think they were that caliber of a team. I I totally like when they towards the end of the season, I started thinking like there's these, these guys have the, they have the distance in them. They can go to the, and who knows if they get paired up, right. You know, all those things fall up, right. They're like, it could have been a Johns Hopkins Chicago final, right? Like, Again, yeah. you could have legitimate or John, I've said, or John, or John Carroll, uh, Johns Hopkins, 
Chicago, Johns Hopkins, Messiah. Like I could have totally, like I could have had that conversation with people. Um, yeah. Because I thought they were that good and they were looking lethal on the attack, you know? Absolutely. Like you said, exploiting, exploiting, I don't want to call them mistakes, but just taking advantage of, you know, those moments where guys aren't as sharp as they should be and then to just pounce on it and you get two goals on you and you're done. Yeah. Um, and again, they're very talented, but there are some other things that are important. They want revenge. They lost the year before. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had they they wanted us in, and I would too if I were them, right? That yeah. that's just the that's what competitors do. They want to rematch mm-hmm. and they wanna they wanna, you know, avenge themselves or whatever yeah, you, yeah, you call yeah. it. Uh they're playing at home in front of their home crowd. Like and yeah. our players, you know, we we made them well aware, like, hey, like these guys, they want revenge. It's uh, yeah. and you would too if you were them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I I just think they're they're class. I mean, I just think they're yeah. such a good program and, and yeah. they play soccer so beautifully and yeah. I I can't say enough nice things about Johns Hopkins, Craig and yeah. the program. And, and I, w- yeah. I wish we had a better performance that day. Like I said, after the two weeks of, you know, scoring goals and playing well and it was unfortunate that that was our off night. And, 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 and again, that's a credit to them. I think a, a mm-hmm. big part of how well they played for mm-hmm. kind of forced us to not play as well. And like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take any credit away from them. They deserve yeah. every ounce of it, but I think our boys know that, that we didn't show up that night uh, the, the correct way and, yeah, yeah. and we got punished for it. Yeah. Do you think it was because they are young? I, I do think the moment, um, the, had, the moment was, was, was a, a little factor. too big for them, maybe? It, it, maybe not too big, but I don't think they understood it fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, especially when you talk about two games in two days, the travel, you're playing at their place, the revenge factor, all these things, it adds up. And again, when you're when you have that talented of a group and that, that history of a program, uh, it's it's a tall task. You yeah. know, it, it was going to be tough to go win that game, but we thought we were capable of it. We thought we were peaking at the right time and all those things. Yeah. Uh, but experience, I, I, it's a huge thing. Huge it's thing. It, yeah, you're right. Uh, well, and especially the guys you did lose who were the absolute leaders in 2021, and then that. I, it's not a it's a void right because they're not there and their personality isn't there and they're all that presence I, that i could totally see that being the disadvantage that you were dealing with in in that game against hopkins because you almost needed those guys like superhero dudes out there who were going to make it happen one way or the other um absolutely and they were ready for it no doubt and our seniors did a great job of leading yeah. this year. And I, I want to make sure they get the credit because it's a tough thing to come off yeah. of that kind of run and you lose that many guys. They they were tasked with a nearly impossible kind That's of situation what, yeah. with that kind of turnover. It's a most turnover easily in my yeah. 21 years as the program. So they, what they were able to do to get us as far as we were in our own path in that timeline mm-hmm. I was referring to earlier was pretty special because yeah. they were up against it guys are meeting each other on the first day of captain's camps and stuff like that. And you're trying to gel these guys. And uh, yeah. they were definitely asked to do something that probably no one's ever been asked to do in our program before. And I think they did a really good job. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and they're only going to mature, right? Like the, at least your guys, they're going to just mature. Now they know, again, it's sometimes with younger guys, it's just about how high can you go? Okay. Now you just sort of, I know what that's like. What do I get to the next level? And it just sounds like that's, you need that time for those sophomores and those freshmen to just sort of come up. 
because now they've been there. They know what it's like, and they know, probably more importantly, they know what they have to bring, especially because at that level, every game is hard, right? And then you go up against Johns Hopkins, right? You have to be, you have to be on your game 100%. And that that doesn't even guarantee anything, right? Like, right. you know what I mean? You have to right. play really great, and you could still be on the wrong end of the scoreboard because that, you're playing against such good, good, good quality opponents. Um, I'm a big fan as well. Craig, I think, is one of the one of the great, uh, great guys. Great coach um, has a real clear sense of what he wants to do. Um, um, all right. So, just a couple more questions. I'll let you get on with your day. What? What what are your what what do you look to accomplish in the spring and and it I guess it might probably might be different since you like you you mentioned the new system and sort of how you look to play like what I mean what are you looking to what are you looking to get out of the spring to be set yourself up for the fall Yeah I think we're in a little different of a spring because we're in that window where we do our international trip so we'll be going to england oh. here uh, for spring break but the guys have been and training you didn't tell me like yes, I, have to, sorry. I have to get clothes like i gotta pack <laughs> yeah yeah we uh we've been training three times well they've been tra- training three times a week um they're taking it very seriously they know that not only do they need to train to get ready for england they need to get trained to get ready for yeah, Akron yeah, as well, right? Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of motivation uh, this mm-hmm. spring outside of just the goals and the standards and the stuff like that. Um, going to play three exhibition games and then you know your your spring game. Um, yeah. There's a lot on the line just from a personal standpoint there that yeah. they want to get ready for. So he, I, I'm very excited about the way the spring kind of plays out for us because I do think them taking the initiative to have these trainings on their own. And then we get to walk into a, a great experience in England, you know, where we get to be tourists a little bit and have some fun and, yeah. and check out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing we got really lucky with is that we got Champions League tickets to Chelsea Dortmund in the second leg. Uh, so we'll be going to that as a team. So we're really pumped about that. So I think there's a lot of stuff like that that's just very exciting. Yeah. Like I said, then we come back for that that little mini camp before we play Akron. But, um, yeah, we're pushing forward as hard as we can, you know, with – with these types of preparations, because we know the further we can get, obviously, the better off we're going to be going into the summer and the preseason. God willing. Yeah. I think I think um, I, I I asked about the spring now just because I it, it dawns on me or I realized like really top notch programs really do put a great emphasis in the spring and, and sort of how, how they use that as a, almost like a stepping stool for the fall. And I'm just trying to understand how that, how, how that happens. But, um, so, all right. So you lost the 27, you got back, like, what does your recruiting last question? What's your recruiting question? Uh, your recruiting class look like, um, is it large? Is it normal? Um, and do you think you have guys who are going to be able to contribute out of the bat? And I just thought of another question that I'll ask you because yeah. this is not the last one. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think we're actually pretty ahead. If I'm being honest with us at John Carroll, we're notoriously last when it gets, when it comes to getting our financial aid packages out. Why? Or out, mm. I don't know why, but that's just the reality here. <laughs> so we already do have four commits. I do think a thing that's noteworthy is that 
we are really trying to expand our recruiting footprint more nationally than just regionally like, like it was before. Yeah. After we had lost to Middlebury in the Sweet 16 uh, back in 21, pretty much the first comment I made to our staff uh, when we got back on the bus is that it's time to really start expanding now. I think we've gotten to the point where we, we know what works for us regionally and what we need to do, uh, but we, we need to improve that part of our program so we can um, be competitive with the Middlebury's and the, and the NESCACs of the mm -hmm. world who are the premier uh, teams and programs yeah. and conference in the country, right? So mm -hmm. for example, um, our packages will come out February 15th and that's when a lot of movement will start happening because obviously people, yeah. I heard you say the other day, you know the top line. You want to know the bottom line. Bottom line. You know, I think yeah. a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think a lot it. of families are right. And, and yeah, I, I'm with you, and I I I agree 100. So once that that comes out next week, I'm sure we'll be hearing some decisions, uh, you know, good or bad. Uh, but we have four commits already, and just to kind of show you the geographical change already, um, we have an Eastern PA kid, which is rare. It's usually Western PA. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So th that's, that's one by me. What um, club, may Tam I ask? Um, man, Fusion. No, it, it's a it's a USYS, but I'm I'm man the name. Oh, that's is, okay. Don't worry about it. I caught you yeah. off the off guard. That's fine. Yeah, it's a nationally pro. Yeah, uh, yeah, Western or Eastern PA. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesuit uh, High School in Tampa, Florida. Two. Uh, wow. We have a, a Chicago commit and then a Carmel commit, wow. Carmel, Indiana. So there's not even an Ohio kid right now. And if you look at our roster, it's predominantly, you know, Ohio, half, 60% okay. Ohio. So yeah. I, I think that that plan that we had made the day uh, that we lost in the Sweet 16, where we really were committed to changing that narrative in terms of our footprint is is starting to come to fruition. Um, these wonderful events, whether it's ECNL, USYS, MLS yeah. Next, you know, we're trying to get ourselves out there and, and compete with these uh, programs that have already been doing this and have been at that level. You know, I was down at the ECNL Sanford event a couple of weeks ago. There was 500 college coaches there, and I 100 yeah. percent agree with that number. I don't know if I've yeah. ever seen that many coaches, coaches at an event yeah. like that and and high level, like very good D1 programs yeah. that were there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's a tall task. I know it's something that again we need to find a way to get bigger and better at, but we're attacking mm -hmm. it with all force and and hoping we can continue yeah. this progress as. As, as we kind of establish this new way of, of recruiting. Yeah. That's interesting because those top programs, you know, most of them, they're, first of all, they cast a wider net, right? I think just the school by nature academically, but I also, so they get that attraction, but I also think kids are now willing to go further for, to play on better teams, right? Like I, I think, Getting somebody from Eastern PA, some point if you end up somebody from Jersey, right? Like that's legit. Like that that because hey, I'm not go. I'm going to John Carroll, great school, but I'm also at a top program, right? And I think that's really attractive for ball players. And like I said, the more more, I don't know what your numbers are, but if if you have a pool of a hundred because you're just recruiting in Ohio and Western PA and West Virginia or whatever. You have a pool of a hundred. You just doubled that just by saying, "I am going to compete for guys down in Florida. I am going to go look for guys wherever I can, and not be not necessarily care about the the distance that they're coming because the, there's a good chance that they'll come. I mean, they make commitments like that all the time now. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, we know we have to continue to to win our backyard. You know, that's yeah. no secret, and we'll keep giving a hundred percent effort there. But you know, we did feel it was time to to start getting on planes a little more often than normal and going to these national events and and getting around the country because yeah. it, it there's so much good soccer in our region. Yeah. You know, and we know that, but. There is great soccer outside of it too, and we're trying to tap into that a little bit as well. And the guys you're competing against are there, like that's the reality. Yep. <clears throat> Some point it's like, well, where is everybody else going? I got to be there, right? Like I think that's really true. Um, all right, so let me ask you: do, do, Are you getting any transfers? Or there's been a lot of interest. I'm. Um, how do I say this? I'm not a big fan of the transfer process because it's just mm -hmm. so different and the portal's yeah. crazy. And yeah. I think all of us are realistic that the portal will die down a little bit after the COVID year of eligibility mm -hmm. stuff is gone. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, we've had quite a bit of interest. I, again, I don't really count my chickens until they hatch kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Interest is just interest to me and, until you show up and actually say you're coming and, and, and you're there. Uh, yeah. But no, we've been very fortunate uh, that there has been quite a few guys who reached out that we do have mutual interest with. I don't really count on things like that because guys, yeah, yeah. you know, players That's of that gravy. caliber. That's right. gravy, right? Like you just, if they right. come, they come. And if not, I still got my four or five guys that I'm bringing in that I know are going to make it be an impact, right? Like, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, we, yeah. like you said, we want to find good players wherever we can. Um, yeah. it's not my favorite route to go, but yeah. if it's going to help us and the guys fit into our culture and, and our, yeah. our system, then why not? I, I, I say it all the time, right? It's, it's, it's very hard to build. It's easy to destroy. And so you gotta, especially on transfer, and I don't mean to rain on their parade, but you know, who knows what their experience was like and who's, I don't want to say fault, but who. Like, is it the kid who didn't like the program? Was it the program that didn't like the kid? And you bring in all these variables and you bring in the wrong kid in, in the locker room. It doesn't matter how good your team is. If everybody hates each other, and they're just arguing. Yeah. Like, it's not, you're not going to get anywhere. I just think yeah. that's the reality. And I think I've heard other coaches say it on your program, but I think a lot of these kids are kids you recruited out of high school anyway. Yeah. So you kind of already had a relationship with them. Yeah. Um but the way I kind of look at it personally, which I might be wrong with it, but, you know, if you don't take them, you're probably going to play against them. If, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? So yeah. you're, you're best to be in that market and, and mm -hmm. see if it's a fit and see if it's yeah. something that you want to you know, check out. Because yeah. if, if you're if you close off situations like that, um, I think one, you kind of motivate that player to come get you later. And, yeah, and two, yeah. you might have to play against them at yeah. some point. So, yeah. 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 Who knows? They're your choice. Choice could be you and Ohio Northern, and they would rather exactly. go to you than Ohio Northern. But if you're not going to pay attention to them, Ohio Northern, it is. And the next thing you know, it you're beating each other up over in Absolutely. the OEC match, right? Like that's real. Hey, coach, thank you very much. This was awesome. I love talking to you. I will say it. It's going to get me in trouble. I am a fan. I am a fan. I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of what you guys do. I'm a fan of what you represent. And I, and, and, and it's, it's always great to, to, to talk to you and I will wear the hat. Um, and the scarf will go up and, um, yeah. So I'm going to chop this part. Like I'm just, I'm going to chop <laughs> it out of the, like, 
yeah or that voiceover like oh i hate you guys no. <laughs> um no thank you very much really do appreciate it maybe um before the before the season uh we can catch up and we could just talk about you know what you're thinking and how it's looking and all that kind of stuff uh, during the summer no i'd love to again thank you for having me on we we truly we really appreciate what you do for d3 soccer and when i oh, say we I, all the coaches you know we talk about the channel we, we watch the interviews it's a uh, it's great and and any way we can help and support you in building this and getting bigger and better we want to do that uh i hear you have travis wall here coming up uh for ah, a visit holy on, smokes i do a, um i yeah. think it's on monday monday i i talk to travis um yeah 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 um uh, make sure you're tough on him he's one of my best friends in d3 so give him all, give him all the tough really? answers or questions oh. and Totally. Put Maybe I'll just, I'm going to leave all this stuff up. Like I'll get out my other hat. <laughs> yeah, Tra um, Travis that's good is, to know. He's a, he's a very special talent. He He's yeah. a, he's a monster in D3. He's one of the good guys. I can't say yeah. enough nice things about him too, but I, I, I can't wait till I get the little ding on my, my notification that the Travis ball, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go get some popcorn. I'm going to go hang out and watch yeah. that one. I'm, I'm excited. Um, he, I love the way they play. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I mean that. And that's I try to go after guys that I really I either don't know about or um, that I watch. And I'm like, there's something about that team. There is something about that team. He does have them playing the right way. And they are impressive. Do you they remember him as a player by any chance when he was playing in the early 2010s? No, I, I wasn't really paying attention uh, back then. He time. he was incredible. He was a, I mean, he's a very unbelievable coach but he was a really really good player he uh, was. back at owu for jay martin back in the day um but yeah he's 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 a monster in d3 he, he's dangerous yeah. we all got to watch out for him yeah i think again there's names that come across that i watch and i'm like no surprise if they win it out win it all no surprise if they win it all he's one of them the saint Olaf is one of them I'm like you know what some get some more guys They keep working it. They keep testing that ceiling before you know it. They have that magical run, right? Cause there you go. And, and they're national champs. I could totally see that. Totally. See Absolutely. That. So could I, yeah. unfortunately. For yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm putting you in that list. Hey, I, I, like I am. Pu good. I'm putting you in that list because I do think, I, I do think you're operating. You guys are playing at a higher level consistently and i think that's the big thing is you do it in conference you're in the ncaa's you go you go a couple games sweet 16 right you're just testing and testing and testing at some point you have that breakout and it's like yeah i could see john carroll winning it out right so there we'll oh working. my gosh i am so dead with my purple raider friends <laughs> and oh my gosh i'm done all right coach Thank you very much. Again, Thank really you. do appreciate it, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also find me on anti-social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks. This is a message from my chief marketing officer. I think this keeps him happy.